Hi, welcome everybody. We are on episode eight of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. Uh, this episode's title is Crossing the Line. It originally aired on November 28, 2006, and we're going to dig into it. My name is Josh Kuypers, and this is my co-host. I am Anthony Hookman. Anthony, we are, it is late night right now. We are going to embark on this journey through episode eight, even though it is late at night. So I'm just putting up front that this could get a little bit weird. Yes, this should be a memorable episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to go for it. So as has been tradition, what are we drinking this episode? Yes, much like episode seven, Homecoming, I am drinking a Kraken and Diet Coke in a O'Hare's of Breaking South Dakota mug. Very nice. Um, I am scraping the bottom of the barrel of the veg- vegetable crisper drawer <laughs> in our fridge, which is where we keep the the alcoholic beverages. I've got the Vizzy Hard Seltzer Hint of Pineapple Mango <laughs> wow. uh, that I bought for my wife like a month ago and she didn't want to drink. So that's what we have left. Uh, I got to say, after this one, I may be jumping into the uh, PBR hard coffee. So I'm going to be scraping Ooh. the bottom of the fridge barrel myself. Yeah, that's dangerous at at uh, the hour of the evening that we are at right now. But uh, let's get into it. Like I said, crossing the line, we have our movie dude one IMDb synopsis of the episode. Do you have something to add before that? Yes, I do. Before you mention that, we've actually got two synopses on this episode right. on IMDb. One yep. from Preston Hahn and the other from Movie Dude <laughs> 1. I have not read either of them yet, but the Movie Dude 1 synopsis seems to be a little bit more in-depth. But yeah, it's lengthy. Yep. With last episode's faux pas from Movie Dude 1, we're going to, I think we compared the two Okay. Synopsis. Yep. Yep. That sounds good. Let's let's hear it. So here's what we've got from Preston Hahn, and right away he spells Lila's name correctly. So I'm going to give him that. A point. <laughs> yep. So here's the synopsis from Preston Hahn. Jason confronts Lila about her and Tim. Matt asks Coach Taylor's daughter, "Is she oh bad?" <laughs> oh, let's start from the beginning, Preston. Jason confronts Lila about her and Tim. Matt asks Coach's, Coach Taylor's daughter, is she would like to go out sometime leaving <laughs> Taylor and his wife to worry about her? Okay. All yeah, right. Step great. aside. Movie Dude 1. <laughs> right. I'm going to reclaim the trophy, Movie Dude 1. <laughs> While being a little romantic with her, Jason confronts Lila as to what's going on between her and Tim. I just want to stop right here and say Movie Dude 1 has stepped up his gram- grammar game. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like last he also week spelled was, Lila's name correctly. Yes, and I feel like last week it was like maybe three sentences long, and this is a solid paragraph long. we have coming. Yep. His roommate tries to advise him on how to handle the situation too, and in the, and the moment bonds the two of them. Timmy asks her husband, Coach Taylor, to try to curtail his athlete's behaviors. After talking to a female student and her troubles surrounding her boyfriend, which gives her the impression that the female students are just meat for football players, one of which, who (laughs) happens to be the first string quarterback, is trying to arrange a date with her daughter. Movie Dude 1, that is an extreme run-on sentence. (laughs) You said a lot in that. You said a lot in one sentence. You Mm -hmm. could have put a 
you know, where you put that semicolon movie dude one, you could have put, you could have just ended the sentence there. <laughs> yeah. Lila also confides in the coach's wife that she had an affair with Tim. Smash turns to steroids after a bad game and takes a job working alongside Matt in an effort to pay for them. Movie dude one. Uh, thank you for your, uh, progress in our synopses. Um, Still not perfect, but no. you're getting there. You you made an improvement on last week. Yes. Uh, and as we mentioned before, you have an invitation to be on this podcast. You still have an open invitation. Absolutely. Your, your contributions to Friday Night Lights are not unseen. Yes. You uh, have an open invitation. You pick the episode as long as it's after season one, episode seven, and probably <laughs> even later than that, because by the time that you hear this... <laughs> <laughs> we're probably going to be recording in mid-season but we salute you thank you for your efforts we stand in movie dude one <laughs> that being said if uh you do not uphold your level of quality of synopses we will start contributing to imdb you're you're darn right you will be replaced we have the power <laughs> to make you or break you movie dude one all right, so getting into episode eight, uh, we we open with a grocery shopping trip for yes. for Billy and Tim Riggins, and somehow Billy is the responsible one of the Riggins uh, brothers. Yeah, Billy really catches a wild hair after Tim's performance last week mm-hmm. in the game. He sees a real um, uh, he's you know after mocking Tim for quitting drinking he he really sees tim and believes in tim and, and turning over a new leaf yep he's filling the supermarket cart he tells tim at one point we need to feed the beast feed the beast i also i also put that he's he's gotten a taste of tim's abilities and he wants to feed the beast and so he's putting vegetables in there he is saying you got to eat healthy tim um, at one point they have a little argument over, uh, frozen peas. Yes. Billy wants frozen peas, uh, because yeah, we've got to feed the beast. They happen to run into Tyra. Yes. They get to the checkout counter and there's kind of a disagreement on what mm-hmm. they can afford and what they can't, yep. which we kind of left off in the last episode. Me saying, you know, Tim and Tyra or Billy and Tyra just made several thousand dollars from the <laughs> right. party that they threw. Yeah. We're going to say at least from what they said, plus the wads of cash that, that Billy pulled out of his pocket, we're going to say 3000 each. I, I think it's fair to say. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Yep. And all of a sudden Billy's going, I don't know if we can afford, like they're, they're fighting over a magazine or something. I think yep. it was a national Enquirer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tyra steps in and says, boys, boys, you know, I'll pay for the magazine. And the next thing we know, Oh my gosh. Tyra or Lila. Yeah. Tyra and Tim end up like in the <laughs> stock room. Of the yeah. Supermarket. Uh, okay. So a uh, little background information here. You are a, a proud plat food center employee. Yes. I, yeah. Uh, can you ever say that you bore witness to anything like what Tyra and Tim were up to in the, the stock room of the supermarket? 
I cannot, I, I, I never found any evidence of anybody trying to get busy <laughs> in the, in the back room of the Platte food center. There was a lot of backroom drama in the Platte food center and a lot of, you know, crazy antics, but never anything like that. There was always, you know, the occasional joke, uh, about, yeah. you know, taking somebody into the back room and there was rumors about it, but never did I witness it. And certainly never did I take part. <laughs> no. So, uh, Tim, Tells Billy, you go on ahead. I'm going to get a ride from Tyra. <laughs> yeah. Do they ever? Uh, he gets a ride from Tyra home. Okay. So then we have uh, Jason confronting Lila about Tim while mm. they're kind of. Uh, she's doing the, can you feel this? Yeah. Can you feel this? Yeah. Can you feel this? As she's kissing him this? <laughs> closer and closer to his nether regions. Yeah, so they're they're kind of figuring out what works for for Jason now that he is paralyzed and you know kind of figuring out how things work, I guess. And yeah, Jason asks asks Lila about Tim. Lila lies and and denies it. Then we have Smash buying steroids, and he finds out that it is three hundred dollars. A A week. week. Yes. He's with the dope dealer who is a uh, very muscular woman. And he kind of has a moment where she's like $300. And he's like a month. And she gives him like a try a week. (laughs) Right. So Smash goes back to Mama Smash. And he says, hey, I need $1,200 for an SAT prep course. Yeah. I don't know. I think... So far, we have come to love and respect Mama Smash already, right? Like, she is Absolutely. a single mom. She's working her tail off. We love her. Fight for her family. She is a font of wisdom. And Smash just comes in and lies to her face and says he needs money for an SAT prep course. And $1,200, 12, which whew, it can't take that much to cost to, 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 Take the SAT. I never took the SAT, but I no. took the ACT, and it costs about one twelfth of that. <laughs> right? Yeah, twelve hundred dollars. Uh, and Mama Smash's reply is, "Quote: I ain't got no twelve hundred dollars. How about you try studying for your SATs the old-fashioned way? Stop running around with them fast tail gals and start reading. How's that for your SAT prep course?" And Smash kind of gives her the runaround too, and he's like. Uh, well, you know, they teach you things that you can't teach yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which yeah, is yeah. like... They got insider tips and all yeah. that. So Smash straight up lies to his to his hardworking mom's face. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's an ethically questionable moment, but not remotely as ethically questionable as he gets by the end of the episode. Uh, Smash talks in the first episode about reaching unimaginable new heights. And I feel like in this State episode... Champions. State champions. And in this episode, he reaches unimaginable new lows. Yes, absolutely he does. And we will we will dig into that real yep. deeply. I've got a lot of Smash notes in this episode, and we still we still love Smash. I Smash has my heart, but he he absolutely reaches some real lows in this episode. Yeah, this is rough for him for sure. Um, we, we see Billy showing up to football practice and he is 
pestering coach uh, during practice, which again, this is like a strange phenomenon for me, like people talking to coach during football practice. Yeah. This never would have happened in Platt, South Dakota, let alone Dillon, Texas. But I guess Billy is a, you know, Panther alum, Mm -hmm. had somewhat of a football career. We find out not as, not as (laughs) illustrious. Later in the episode, we find out that Billy had quite a, he, he had quite a football experience as a Dylan Panther. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, he had one real story, and it's it's not a good one. No, didn't wasn't flattering at all. He definitely has this moment where he's he's asking Coach about Tim's future, and he's really starting to see, you know, kind of maybe his own meal ticket in his brother Tim. Absolutely, like he has been tasked. In, and we can get into this more later, but he has been tasked with basically raising Tim, providing for Tim, and he sees this opening like, oh, man, maybe Tim can get out of here. Maybe Tim can go to college. Maybe Tim can get an education, all that. And so he is on the field asking Coach, like, what do we got to do, Coach? What What's it going to take to, to kind of get Tim to that next level? And Coach says, you know what? Why don't we have dinner? Uh, I'll I'll talk to Tammy. We will decide a time and a place a little bit later on. And the the dinner with uh, the Riggins brothers and the and the Taylors uh, leads to one of my quotes of the episode, which we'll dig into <laughs> later. But uh, we do yes. have uh, a scene with Mrs. Coach and as a as the as the school counselor, the Dylan High counselor, and she's dealing with a sophomore rally girl. Yeah, who. Is visibly nervous, and Tammy doesn't catch it right away. She's kind of talking about, uh, you know, transcripts and and mm-hmm. like credits. And finally, she kind of looks at her and she's like, "Are you okay?" And <laughs> the girl says, "I'm a rally girl, and one of my Panthers asked me to have a three way, and if I do <laughs> yeah. it, I'll be his girlfriend." Now we don't know who this unnamed Panther is, and we assume it's not one of our heroes of the show. So first of all, the lesser Panther. Right. Yeah. I would hope it's not one of our guys for sure. But she does maintain the Panthers anonymity. It might be Billy Reyes. I'm going to say it's Billy Reyes. (laughs) You know what? Yes. It's Billy Reyes. Let's go with it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's not even on the team anymore. Billy Reyes. But yeah, it's a real uncomfortable, I guess, me too moment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for the Dylan Panthers. And you can tell it really gets to Tammy. Um, yeah, absolutely. As the conversations with her and Coach and with her and Julie and with Coach and Julie continue throughout the episode. But we do move on to a, a scene where the Taylors pull up to the Alamo Freeze in which Landry is kind of <laughs> talking to having a real classic Landry moment with, with Matt Saracen. Basically, Landry's uh, main purpose in this show so far has been to encourage Matt to ask out Julie. And uh, this might be one of my quotes uh, for nomination of quote of the episode. But, <laughs> but I know exactly uh, where you're going with this. Here's, here's what Landry says. All right. You're not listening to me. If you look at a girl like a geometry proof, the answer is just right in front of you, you know? 
It's your job to find the missing variable. You know, you got to solve for X. <laughs> Matt says, yeah, that's actually algebra. <laughs> Landry says, yeah, that's actually not the point. <laughs> um, and that's actually not the quote that I went with. Because, okay. But I'm glad that you wrote that down because I, I laughed at that line. Yep. Um, but my brain wasn't quite in it yet. But so Julie walks up into the Alamo freeze and the tailors are like, do we want to dine in or do we want to carry out? And Julie's like, I'll go in. Yeah. I don't now, want to sacrifice you. my social yes. standing for this. Yeah. So mind you, Matt asked Julie out last episode. <laughs> yes. I transcribed so, this as well. <laughs> so Julie goes into the Alamo freeze. Um, she goes in alone to order and, Landry says to Matt, sharpen your pencil, buddy. You got a pop quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, So Julie gives her order. (laughs) And Matt's Matt's response, uh, Matt Saracen's response is, have you, you haven't maybe thought about maybe what I'd asked you the other night about maybe going out? Julie says, yeah, yeah, I'm considering. <laughs> and then cut to Landry giving an absolutely pained look to Sarah. I'm like, oh, shoot. She's Which, considering. <laughs> you know, in my time in, in Platt High School and Platt Junior High, I will tell you that <laughs> I got a few considerings in my oh, time, no. and it wasn't a good sign. Oh, no. <laughs> if I was Matt Saracen, I wouldn't be feeling good about the considering answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, out in the car, Coach and Tammy are talking, and Tammy says, you know, I had a rally girl come and talk to me today, and her Panther asked her to have a three-way, and, you know, what are you doing with these boys? She kind of lays it on Coach. She kind of says, "Yeah, you know, this is what, these are your boys, and they are getting these girls into some sexual trouble. These are high school girls. and." You know, coach kind of is like, all right, you know, you can't generalize. Those aren't, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not the, you know, we got some bad apples just like anybody else. (laughs) But yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a tense end moment. And you can see Tammy is really passionate about it. She's like, this girl was a sophomore. Our daughter's a sophomore. She's in there with Matt Saracen who just asked her out or I think he knows. Oh no, she, they don't know know yet. She doesn't know that Matt Saracen asked Julie out, but they do know because they had the moment a few episodes ago where Coach said, I think I I told that <laughs> guy to get our daughter in the backseat of a car. So I think they know that that there's some Saracen and Julie interest. Right. So I think that Tammy says something along the lines of our daughter's a sophomore and she's in there talking to Matt Saracen. And Coach, God bless him, has a moment <laughs> of being like, all right, Matt Saracen's harmless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Matt Saracen we're talking about here. Uh, this is actually, I would like to point out, a inconsistency with the rest of the series because Julie is not a senior until season four of this episode. Oh. So they identify her as a sophomore in this episode, but um, she's actually, in the grand scheme of the series, she is a freshman. Interesting. And you can't really, because I think you can make the case for like Tim Riggins 
being a junior in this season and being held back. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But Julie's academically, but Julie is definitely not held back academically. No, because I'm pretty sure uh, she has referenced Herman Melville and William Faulkner. Yeah, in this episode. So I'm guessing, yeah, she's not getting held back if she's studying Faulkner. I still can't read Faulkner. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. As I lay dying, I've attempted. Uh, I gave, I've given up multiple times. <laughs> so anyway. All right, we're recording. You go ahead. <laughs> Well, uh, just a little producer's note, a little disclaimer on episode eight here. Um, The recordings that you've just heard (laughs) were interrupted by a crying child. (laughs) Yeah. So we had to cut that particular recording session short. So we are, we may, just in case you notice that we have a slightly different energy on this recording, a full disclosure. We do have, um, we are in maybe a different mindset and it is a different, it's, it's a few days later. So <laughs> we're picking it back up. We're picking it back up. We'll, we'll do our best to try, to try and match our energy of where we were, but, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's the explanation of what's yes. going on here. Was it was it Benny Kenny? It was Benny Kenny. Yeah, we were where where I record is directly beneath where Benny Kenny sleeps, and and so we were we were getting after it the other night for sure. We were, we were. and uh, we yeah. got sidebarred a lot. It's something you'll never hear. <laughs> it's something you'll never hear. We <laughs> literally we get our Patreon going. <laughs> you hear those sessions. Yeah. Uh, we literally, I was looking at the recording, we literally had as much sidebar conversations as we did actual <laughs> recording. <laughs> So, and it was going on 2 a.m. So all those things considered, uh, we're, we're back at it. So anyway, without further ado, we, we, we were just talking a few days ago (laughs) about, uh, Julie and Matt in the Alamo freeze. Matt kind of asks again, Hey, have you thought any more about, uh, going out with me? She says she's considering. So that's, that's where we are. And Shortly behind Julie coming in, we've got Smash coming in, and we get a, a, another taste of that uh, that Smash and Saracen bromance, which we I love to see. I think Absolutely. we love to see it. Yep. And Smash drops a great quote on us. Uh, he he kind of see the gears turning in his head. He's, <laughs> he's he's trying to figure out how he's going to pay for all these steroids. Yep. And he realized, oh, Saracen works here maybe i could get a job here and then i can you know afford to pay for my steroids yeah. so he says uh do you think you could get the smash the smash an application <laughs> do you think you get the smash an application yep so smash is gonna work fast food to pay for his 300 a week uh steroid habit <clears throat> and we're gonna see how that works out for him here uh, <laughs> shortly right yes uh in the meantime lila shows up late at tim's house Tim comes to the door half dressed. She so Lila tells Tim that Jason knows. Tyra then comes out of the house. Well, first Tim kind of gives her a you know it's over your Jay's girl. Yes, and and then Tyra Tyra interrupts and yeah Tyra Tyra makes her presence known. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh hey there, Lila. Um, and as Lila walks away, Tyra gives a 
real nice of you to stop by. Uh, <laughs> and then a legit scary sneer. Like, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. The look on Tyra's face is like, yes, I do. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, that's that's actually scary. Um, we see Jason playing poker with uh, the guys at rehab. And uh, Jason insists that he's going to be uh, ready for the quad rugby scrimmage coming up. Um, but they're kind of uncomfortable with that. And then orderly Phil kind of yeah. gives him a hard no. Yeah. Uh, he could seriously screw things up with his healing and stuff. And, you know, he's got the use of his hands right now. But if he doesn't let his uh, his neck or his back or whatever heal, uh, he could lose the use of his hands, basically. Mm-hmm. So not a great idea, Jason, to start banging around on those chairs. <laughs> yeah. So we get a scene where Lila is walking on campus. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Coach stops her and she kind of is trying to have like a friendly conversation. She's like, oh, tell your mom I'm not going to be able to finish <sighs> the secret life of bees. <laughs> the secret life of bees, yeah. <laughs> In time for the the book club. And Lila has reached her, her breaking point. And she starts yeah. kind of breaking down in front of um, Tammy and... She breaks down. We get kind of they cut, and we're by the stadium bleachers, and yeah, Lila kind of bears her soul to to Tammy. Yeah, and Tammy basically tells her, and what I feel like is a very I don't know uh, questionable, maybe subjective, I guess, call as a guidance counselor. She tells Lila to not tell Jason about what's going on. Yes. Like, you know, she, she says something handle. along the lines of, if you tell him, you're telling him for you and not for him. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're telling him to make yourself feel better and not to make him, you know, now is not the time. Yeah. He's, he's got enough going on, which I don't know. How do you feel about it? That, that advice? Do you feel like that's, I mean, as reasonable think, advice for sure. I think it's sound advice. I think, because she's not saying to never tell him. She's right. just saying like, he's been through enough right now. Yeah. And like you messed up, but you need to admit your sins at a different time because you're going to put too much hurting on this boy. Yeah, probably good. It always feels weird for me to have the advice given to not uh, come clean, but that's probably more my problem than Tammy's problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> But yeah, we, we see Tammy being good at her job, you know, which is, which is good. Yeah. What do you got next? I've got the Taylor family who are preparing for a dinner with the Riggins boys. The Riggins boys are going to come over and have dinner. And uh, Tammy has one of my quote of the episodes, if not the quote of the episode where she says, what do you want me to cook when the Riggins boys come over? Should I slaughter a goat? (laughs) To which coach responds, mm, slaughtered goat would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Uh, Julie comes out and tells her parents that Matt Saracen asked her out and she's considering very matter of factly. Yes, she has a, uh, it's very much akin to her comparing Dylan to Moby Dick. Like yeah. just very matter of fact, very, this is, yeah, she's a very independent uh, but like too big for her bridges for sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't really care what you have to say about this. I'm just informing you that it's happening. Uh, 
because I feel that I at least owe you that, but that's about it. And yeah, Tammy is concerned. She expresses concern, uh, probably because of the, the three ways that she's hearing about and whatnot. (laughs) Yes. Tammy is, has got that rally girl in the back of her mind. Yep. Uh, for sure. Now, we move on to a scene that I really want to talk about. And I've got a lot of notes about where we've got Matt trying to train <laughs> smash at the yep. Alamo freeze. Smash got the job at the yep. Alamo freeze and Matt is trying to train him. And uh, he's trying to teach him right off the bat. We see him trying to, he's like, here's how you make this ice cream dish. And smash is basically like, as aloof as one human being can be. Yeah, he has no just like He's basically not paying attention. He's like, mm, I'm going to put my spin on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and Saracen's like, no, you, you don't put your spin on it. That's like, actually, consistency is really important like in our <laughs> products. But then we, we see a nice, a, a beautiful young lady yep. come to the counter. And Smash is like, all right, I got this one. Yeah, he goes and into game mode. Yep, he max on her. Uh, she orders. I don't remember what she orders. I don't know if you have that written down. But, I don't have what she ordered. No, but I have but, what Smash thinks she should order. So Smash says, "Yeah, oh, that's not what you want." And she says, "Oh no, really? What do I want?" And he tells her what she wants. And Josh, I'll let you take that one. Yeah, away. he says, "What you want is a chocolate covered mocha cup <laughs> with Jimmy's." <laughs> <laughs> and. She kind of flirting along. She's you can tell she's Ooh. feeling the smash. Yeah, and chocolate cover mocha. Yeah, <laughs> he says I'll have I'll have that. And yeah. once again, Smash goes straight into a loop mode and goes, "All right, well, he'll get that for you." To Saracen, Saracen's clearly like just flustered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, smash also. Yeah, says, not only that. <laughs> <laughs> he says, because uh, she comes, pulls her money out to pay, and he says, oh, no, baby, it's on the house. <laughs> so <laughs> Smash is causing all kinds of problems in the Alamo freeze. Yes. Uh, <laughs> later that night, Matt does notice, uh, I believe, that the register is short. Yes. And when he's, I have uh, also in my notes that he's yeah. counting money at the end of a shift, which is an, I've worked in a number of restaurants, an extremely normal thing to do yeah. at the end of a shift in a restaurant. Uh-huh. And <laughs> smash season counting money at the end of the shift and says, damn, Matt, you're worse than the IRS. That should be your football nickname. The accountant. <laughs> <laughs> the great, one of my favorite smash lines. Yeah. Then we, we uh, go over to Jason and Herc uh, they're talking. Herc brings up Lila's cheating, and Jason wasn't doesn't want to talk about it. But Herc literally won't let him run away from the conversation. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, we know what we know uh-huh. as an audience, uh-huh. but Street doesn't have enough evidence no. to know for sure that Lila's cheating. And so this is a difficult thing for me as an audience member because. Part of me wants to be like, yeah, her, like, let him know. But part of me is also like, if she weren't, which we, in Jason's shoes, he doesn't know for sure. Right. Like, Herc is being a bad friend. <laughs> I, You know, I think Herc, 
kind of from the very beginning has kind of told Jason, this is the way things are going to go. And because he, he has lived it and he has seen other guys in rehab go through it. And so I think Herc, yeah, probably doesn't have hard evidence, but kind of knows like he's convinced he's, he's, this is how things generally go. And yeah, pretty persistent that Lila definitely cheated. Uh, but street does say he, he does believe Lila. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're really going at it and it gets even a little physical. They fall over. And as they're laying down on the ground, um, Jason, Jason says, she's all I got, man. Quit busting my balls. Like kind of defeated. Like, you know, she's all I got. And then Herc has this pretty good line where he says, just cause we're crippled doesn't mean we have to take the crumbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a good moment between the two of them. Um, and then Jason's like, so what's the secret to, to getting up off the ground? How do we get, a, get back in our chairs? <laughs> and Herc's rep- response is, we yell for Phil. <laughs> <laughs> we get a nice kind of bromance moment of them yelling for yep. Phil and laughing about the ridiculousness of their situation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we find out Billy Regan's got fired from his job. And so he is super frustrated with having to be the man of the house all the time. Um, now plus you know, getting fired and all that. So uh, a lot of tension in the Riggins household right now. We do get one more scene uh, with Tammy expressing her concern to coach about Matt dating Julie because of the rally girl. Hmm. Coach is pretty insistent at that point. that like, he's Matt Saris and he's a good kid. Right. Um, <laughs> but then we see Matt. Uh, so Smash was training <laughs> or Matt was training Smash. Now Smash is training Matt. <laughs> yes. Uh, in, in the ways of picking up ladies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Get, you want to go into that? Yeah. So Saracen takes his own attempt at the, you don't want that bit. <laughs> right. And so the, uh, the girl, this girl comes in different, attractive young lady comes in and she says, I'll have the, you know, Alamore burger or whatever it is. Uh-huh. And Sarah's is like, uh, no, no, I, I don't think you want that. <laughs> and she's like, no, what do I want? Yeah. <laughs> and Saracen's like, you want to, I don't remember what he tells her that she wants like a root beer float or something. Yeah. yeah he's really pushing the root beer float. <laughs> yeah. It's something extremely simple. And she's like, oh, and so like, but he's, it's, it's very reminiscent of the red hot chili peppers quote from an earlier episode, yes, absolutely. Uh, three or four, I don't remember, but, um, but yeah, he is, uh, he bungles it <laughs> yeah. and the girl is like, oh, that's interesting, but I'm going to have the, the Alberger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She sticks with the original. He's way too nice. Uh, I would like to point out that Smash's suggested order has m- much innuendo to it. Right. <laughs> and Matt's is just a root beer float. Yeah. Or, and then he like lists off like maybe two or three other things. Yeah, like, I think or, you says, like, or you could have this. Or you could have this. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he bungles that for sure. Uh, the, the conversation between Matt and Smash turns to paychecks. And Smash finds out that because of like processing time and all that, and because he just started, he's not going to get paid. Yeah, he started during a pay week, and there's a, um, uh, yeah, lapse in pay period. So he's not going to get paid until the next payday, which is presumably two weeks, but could be up to one month. Yeah, right. And that, and he's like, I got stuff to pay for. I, I got to get, you know, 
I got to get this money. And yeah, it's a, a pretty troubling situation. Yeah. He, he tries to get Matt to give him a $300 loan, uh, which Matt says like, that's more than my whole paycheck. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that hits smash like, Oh, what? That's okay. That's not going to pay for $300. We steroids. So it's a problem for him. Yes. But uh, in the meantime, we've got dinner with the, uh, the Taylors and the Riggins. Yep. And we do get a small peek into the Riggins parent situation. Yes. That the Riggins father is, uh, working at a driving range, shagging balls. Yep. Uh, has sent them money twice. Yes. In, I don't remember how many years they mentioned. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, twice in like six years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Tim is pretty defensive of his father, despite the clearly pretty crappy situation. But Billy seems to have definitely come to terms with how bad their their situation with their parents really is. Yeah, it's it's very tense, very uncomfortable. A glass of wine or a bottle of wine gets knocked over as he's, yeah, kind of as the tension is building. It's a very uncomfortable dinner, but we start to get a peek into it, yeah. So then we flash back to the Alamo Freeze, and I have something that I want to mention that I don't know if you picked up on or not. Well, first we get Smash kind of skimming money from the Alamo Freeze. Yeah. We get a scene in the back room where Saracen is... I don't know if he's counting the money or what, but in the background on the kind of bulletin board, as it were, of the Alamo Freeze, we see a Miracle Tree Day ad. The Alamo Freeze is an unfranchised Dairy Queen. (laughs) Open your third eye. (laughs) I did not see this. Yeah. Wait, so explain this to me. What? In the background, on their kind of cork board, there's an ad for Miracle Treat Day, which is a Dairy Queen thing. <laughs> okay. That they um, they donate a bunch of money to some charity. Um, Madison, South Dakota, actually, I don't know if they sell the most blizzards on Miracle Treat Day per capita or period. Yeah. But Madison, South Dakota is like the hotbed for Miracle uh, Treat Day. Okay. Happens a lot in July every year. Miracle Treat Day is a very big deal. Huh. Interesting. Uh, so... It, is it possible that they shot this at an actual Dairy Queen and that's just what was up on the board? I mean, I what think are, that's, I think that's one theory. <laughs> yeah. My uh, theory is that it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you know this story, but there was a Taco John's in somewhere in Western South Dakota. I want to say Mission, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Maybe it was Pine okay. Ridge. But it seems like Mission would be more likely to have a Taco John's yeah. than, Pine, than Pine Ridge. But I yeah. think it was Mission South Dakota had a Taco John's that lost its franchise. And so they became Taco Johnston's. <laughs> I do remember this now. That yeah. Say it. Yes. So I think that's the situation is the Alamo Freeze is a Dairy Queen that lost its franchise. <laughs> but they're still doing Miracle Treat Day and just pocketing all the charity money. <laughs> Either that or it's a sign that was up from the Dairy Queen days when it was still a franchise restaurant that nobody has bothered to take down to this point. Because I've worked in a lot of restaurants and I have seen stuff that is extremely outdated hanging on things like those backroom bulletin boards. Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) 
Okay, so uh, conspiracy theories aside on unfranchised Dairy Queens, uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt catches Smash rifling through the money drawer, and he confronts him. Yeah. And he's like, he's I vouch for you, man, right? Yeah, yeah. He He's pretty upset and pretty – I mean, I think he's had a lot of buildup in the last several days to be mad about, but – yeah, he yep. says, I vouch for you. Like, what do you even need that money for? And Smash kind of gives a, uh, something I thought I needed, but I don't need it anymore. Which makes you think that maybe he is not going to take steroids. Yeah, but I think the implication is there, but we'll we'll find out very soon that that yeah, he's is definitely not necessarily the case. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, we get a nice scene with Julie and Coach Taylor playing ping pong out in the garage. Absolutely love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I mean, I have three kids, so, you know, this yeah. is a touch of, and I have two young girls, but yeah, I love this. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's that's all I really was going to say is we, we've got that scene. Uh, I think you should yeah. talk about it a little bit more because it sounds like it, it touched you even more than it touched me. Yeah, well, here's the quote. I'll just, and it's long. It's it's a it's a monologue for sure. So, but I'm just going to read it because I think it's really good. It's touching. It's got some humor in it. It's got some uh, real deep emotion in it, <laughs> in a coach sort of way. So I'll just read it. All right, listen up. I'm supposed to give you some fatherly and wise advice at this time in your life. Listen up. If you're wondering if a boy is thinking about you, he's not. He's thinking about sex or he's hungry. Those are the only two options. Boys think about sex every single minute of the day. That's what they do. That's why they lie. They're going to leave you waiting around for them to call, and they won't call. They're going to be cruel, and they're going to be misleading. And your mother wanted me to add this, that by and large, football players are the worst offenders. <laughs> However, I think that it pretty much crosses all lines. Then Julie says, you done? And then Coach responds, you are beautiful, you are sensitive, you are sweet, and I don't want to see you get hurt. Julie says, I love you too, dad. Coach responds, you're a lousy ping pong player though. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. I just really like it. Coach lays it <laughs> all out on the line. Uh, he doesn't want to have this like big in-depth talk, uncomfortable talk. Uh, sidebar. I, <laughs> okay. So this isn't exactly like, the quote unquote talk with Julie, right? Like that's not what they're doing. Right. But I, <laughs> a guy that I work with uh, has a story about his dad giving him the talk, which was actually uh, his mom brought in a cassette player, uh, took, brought him and his dad into the spare bedroom, sat them down on the bed, pushed play on a cassette that basically gave the talk like a Christian version of the talk. <laughs> And uh, they listened to it for like, you know, 25 minutes or whatever. And then his dad just turned to him and said, any questions? <laughs> and uh, nope, we're good. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that was a sidebar. Um, but yeah, I think this is, this is a great thing uh, because we see Coach, like he really, really cares about Julie and he doesn't want to see her get hurt at all. And like even though my oldest daughter is a four-year-old, like the thought of her, uh, you know, getting hurt or having her heart broken, even though, you know, it's going to happen, you know, multiple times. Yeah. Like it just kind of tears you up inside a little bit, For even sure. to think about it now. Um, 
And so, yeah, he, he says everything he needs to say. And Julie realizes like, this is actually his expression of love for me. You know, like, I love you too, dad. Um, but yeah, then to just say, you're beautiful, you're sensitive, you're sweet, and I don't want to see you get hurt. Um, yeah, we see, we see coach the dad in a really real way. Um, Sure. And I resonate a lot with it. So that was really good. Yep. I loved it. My favorite scene uh, of the episode and maybe even of the the series so far. I just uh, thought it was really solid. So yeah. Then we get a scene where Tim and Billy get into an argument. We're back at the Riggins home yep. and they get into an argument and there's a lot of low blows between the two of mm-hmm. them. Um, I didn't write down any of this, but it was pretty pretty savage words being yeah. spoken. The one about. I wrote down was uh, Tim is like, what's, what's your problem with dad? And Billy's like, what's my problem with dad? I admire the guy a couple postcards a year and he gets off scot-free and I get stuck with you because nobody else wants you. Yeah. Like, Ooh, Tough one. savage yeah, as savage as it gets right there. Yeah. Tim makes a comment about him losing his job. Uh, Billy makes another comment about sleeping with his best friend's girlfriend. Like it's pretty, yeah, it's rough. We then get towards the end of the episode and street is going to go ahead and play quad rugby. Yep. And he looks out into the crowd and sees Tim and Lila are there together to watch him play. And we see the anger. Um, Why did they do that? Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. There's no separately. Like we already know that he's suspicious. Yeah. Why show up together and why sit together? But but it, it the 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 anger fuels him to a, a very good game. He does it, have a very solid in game. his quad rugby debut, he's throwing it all over the place and gets in, you know, he and Herc are really going at it with some pretty fierce competition, but but then Herc's loving it at the end. Like it's yes. pretty friendly afterwards. Yep. And and let's just stick with the, there's a little bit of cutting in and out, but let's stick yeah. with the quad rugby game. He yep. has a great game. The the game ends and, and Riggins comes up to talk to, um, to street. And he's like, street, I didn't know it. You know, that's, you did great. That was awesome. And uh, street doesn't even say a word. He just clocks him. Wham. Wham. Right in the face. And kind of gives him the gives him the third degree about sleeping with Lila and and that he's sure of it and and it's yeah it's a real yeah uh, the line you gonna steal a cripple's girl but you won't fight a cripple you're a coward Riggins a coward and you always will be yeah it's tough but um, then we'll quick talk about Julie has her scene where she decides she will go out with. Uh, <laughs> with Matt and she announces that to Mr. and Mrs. Coach. Yep. Once again, informing them, not a discussion. Uh, <laughs> she, she tells them she's going out with Matt time and place to be determined, but <laughs> it is happening. Yep. Ugh. And oh man. Okay. So definitely the most uncomfortable scene in, in the episode, in my opinion, we see smash in church Yes. And they are taking up a collection for yes. Smash's mom has put in the request yes. to because Smash seems passionate about doing this SAT prep prep course, which is his alibi. Yep. And so she put in a request with the church 
to uh, raise money in the collection plate. And, uh, you know, they announced it as this young man, he's doing so much athletically and he's so passionate about continuing his education that he's going to take an SAT prep course and we want to raise money for him to do it. And yeah, you kind of see the guilt right away on his face. Uh, yeah. As they are, as the, the pastor is like imploring everyone to be super generous into their pockets. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and Mrs. Smash is tearing up and, you know, just yeah, moved proud that, yeah. And moved <laughs> that the church is helping her. She's yeah, proud the, of her son. She's moved that the church is helping her with her son. Yeah. Yeah. As the church unknowingly shower smash with drug money. Yes. <laughs> oh. Um, and then the, the episode closes out as we see Smash show up to the gym to to pay the steroid dealer. And that right. is the, the end of the episode, roll credits. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene kind of in the midst of all that where Jason basically drives Lilo away. Like, he cuts it off. It's done. Um, and there is. then we also see Tim heading back home after getting punched by Jason. <laughs> and I thought it was funny. Billy, so he's got a black eye from Jason and Billy goes to the freezer and pulls out the bag of peas that they had fought over <laughs> yes. in the grocery <laughs> to put on his black eye. So it's over with Lila. Um, obviously, Jason and Tim are at a pretty rough spot in their friendship as well. So um, that's the end of the episode. I do have a couple of notes from the deleted scenes. So there's a scene where the team is watching game film um, and they're like going, they're loving Tim's big game and stuff and smash is feeling, you know, like awful, but they're cheering for Tim and some player shouts out last time Riggs ran that fast. Somebody's daddy was loading a shotgun (laughs) (laughs) and Rickon's response. How is your mom, by the way? (laughs) Uh, and then uh, at the end of that uh, film session, uh, Coach is like dismissing them. And he's like, all right, then go do whatever the hell it is you do. And then the assistant coach says, and when you do it, use protection. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, I feel like deleting scenes to edit for content a little bit there. There's also a scene, and this is, if this wasn't a deleted scene, it would be my quote of quote of the episode. For sure. So Lila visits Jason in rehab. And when she leaves, Herc asks if he asked her, if Jason asked her if anything happened. And Jason said that Lila says nothing happened and he believes her. And then Herc says this, you know, Jason, they got a gift shop here and they sell the cutest little pink backpack, which happens to be the perfect size for you to keep your pecker in. You know, just zip it on up in there and slide it over to Lila for safekeeping. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's go into our awards for this episode. Coach Taylor, as as I've already expressed, I loved uh, his his talk with with Julie, and so I know that's not necessarily like coach inspiration, but I think that was really good. And I'm it's a lovable coach moment, yeah, yeah. And I think as yeah, so I'm going to be a little higher on this than I than I have been. 
Uh, and I'm going to give Coach uh, a seven for for this week. I thought it was pretty good. You I know, like seven. I think that's a good rating. Yeah, it was it was a dad inspiration, inspirating, but but still good. Something to be said for that for sure. Yep. Uh, our Julie Taylor hateometer. How you feeling about Julie? <laughs> I'm going to put her at maybe like a, a one or a two. She's like I said, a little bit too big for her britches with the, um, I've, you know, I'd like to announce that Matt Saracen has asked me out. And then the, the announcement that I've decided I'm going to go out with Matt Saracen date and time to be decided. Like, <laughs> it's just come on, Julie. Yeah. I had her, I was pretty neutral. Um, but I definitely hear that. So if you were a one or a two and I was a zero, let's just go with one. I like it. Still not bad. Beers in this episode, none. Boo. Yeah, Yeah, he's still keeping it clean. So no beers to be added to the tally. I don't think we had a Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week either. There was a lot that happened in this episode, but Buddy was not very prevalent. No, that's that's all I had on that was no Buddy question mark. I don't, I'm not even sure he was in the episode. No, I don't think he was either. No. So... Uh, that's about the only way Buddy Garrity cannot have a sleazeball move of the week if yes. he <laughs> is not on the screen. <laughs> not, not on screen, yeah. Uh, did you have any notable music cues from this episode? Yes. Um, in the close of the episode, uh, there's a song by Calexico and Iron and Wine. Yes. Um, this was mine as well, the Iron and Dead Wine. Dead Man's yeah. Will, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a really good tune for sure. Very good song. It worked really good in the context of... Uh, of what was going on on screen. Calexico seems like a very Friday Night Lights soundtrack band. Yeah. All right. So that leaves us with our quote of the episode. I have four nominations. One of them is a uh, is the the deleted scene. So I don't know if that counts. But yeah, I'll no, start. It's technically not canon, so it's it's notable, <laughs> but it's it can it's yep. ineligible to win. All right. Uh, I'll start out then. Uh, we have Landry. And Matt Landry, all right, you're not listening to me. If you look at a girl like geometry, like a geometry proof, the answer is just right in front of you. You know, it's your job to find the missing variable. You know, you got to solve for X. Yeah, that's actually algebra. <laughs> Landry says, yeah, that's actually not the point. That's my first nomination. Um, my first nomination is right after that um, when Julie's walking into the Alamo Freeze and. <laughs> And Landry says, sharpen your pencil, buddy. You got a pop quiz. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. That's good. Uh, My second nomination, and now that I look at my third and fourth nominations are both deleted scenes. So we'll we'll just skip over those since I just just gave them. But um, so then my only other nomination is, uh, Tammy, what do you want me to cook for dinner when the Riggins boys come over? Shall I slaughter a goat? Coach responds, "Mm, slaughtered goat would be fine. (laughs) Um, yep. I also have that one written down and that's going to be my choice for four quarter of the week. Nice. Um, the only other one that I had written down was, do you think you could get the smash an application? <laughs> so, um, definitely worth noting, but I think that, yep. uh, Slaughter Slaughter goat. Goat. yeah, we'll lock it in. I like it. Okay. So this episode overall, I thought was a pretty good episode. Uh, I agree. We had, Very a lot strong to, episode. we had a lot to talk about. Uh, it, we had to split it between two recordings. Yeah, literally stretched over multiple days. That and we're still pushing it, it as yeah. we're recording it. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I gave I gave this episode uh, an eight. I thought it was as good of an episode as we've had so far. I agree wholeheartedly. I was going to give it a, a strong eight as well. Yep. Very good. So 
episode eight, which was entitled, <laughs> remind me, Crossing the Line. Crossing the Line. Episode eight, Crossing the Line. Very solid. We're fans. We're giving it an eight for the episode. So there is episode eight of Reliving the Lights. It took us a while to get it finished, but but I, I'd say it was worth it. It was yeah, worth first the first episode. Eight. First episode to be broken into two different recording sessions, probably not the last <laughs> yeah. on the schedule, but not ideal, but if we're uh, if we're realistic, uh yeah. it's probably gonna happen again. We hope that the the energy change wasn't too jarring and we hope you enjoyed uh listening to it as much as we record uh, enjoyed both recording sessions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you are this far along, I'm assuming that you have either seen the show or you have found a place to watch it, but uh, I would just like to remind everybody you can you can watch Friday Night Lights on Hulu, Hulu or um, IMDb TV. IMDb TV, which is free. Uh, Hulu, of course, requires a subscription, but um, it's pretty reasonable. You can get a Disney Plus and ESPN Plus and Hulu Plus uh, subscription for like twelve bucks a month. It's, yeah, it's really like come on. Yeah, you 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 can handle it, and it's for Friday Night Lights, so you can't really put a price tag on that anyway. Uh, so hope you're watching along with us. Uh, glad that you're sticking with us. We uh, appreciate the listens. Follow us on on Twitter, on Facebook, all those other places. We are we are glad that you are <laughs> uh, as big a fans of Friday Night Lights as we are. Uh, you must be if you're willing to listen to thirty <laughs> some year old dudes talk about it. Yes. All right, that's all we got. We will catch you next time for episode nine. Farewell. Thanks for listening. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.